hand of God upon us. And I pray for the spirit of God, Lord, to speak through me, Lord, to speak to us through each one of our hearts. We are here to receive. Lord, we love you. I pray for safe journey, like I said, for the rabbis. And, Lord, I pray for the the hand of God upon each and every one of us in this time and this season. In Yeshua's name. So um, I had a question. You know, I lead the class on uh, Wednesday night about trekking through the Torah. And I always ask questions. I ask you to read the Torah portion. And then we ask questions about the Torah portion for, for the week. So just like today, we had, they, they covered the, the portion about uh, Ephraim, about uh, praying for, not about Ephraim, about Ephraim, Ephraim and Manasseh, praying for them. And uh, so I had a question. Why are you here today? Sounds kind of simple. Sounds like, what is he talking about? But why are you here? Why did God bring you here? Why did God bring you to this congregation today? Does anybody have a, want to raise their hand and just say, I'll get you to say, Ray Lynn? Okay, because the presence of God is in this place. Amen. And the lady in the back, because he loves us. That's why, you, okay. Myrna, why are you here? Okay. Some people came here, you know, because they want to worship on Shabbat. It's in, in the Word of God, and they didn't want to worship on a Sunday. Uh, we worship every day, I believe, but, you know, there's a special time. There is Shabbat it's from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown on our daily week or the schedule that we keep. So God has each one of us here, but he wants each one of us to to be in a certain state of mind, in a certain place. Now, who wants to hear the word today from the Lord? I know I do. I'll tell you this. I don't want a word from Gary. All right? You don't want to hear from me. Hey. I'm just a man, right? I'm just a man. I want a word from our creator, El Shaddai, almighty God, because the Lord inspires me to focus my eyes on him, and I need that, and we all need that. So I want to inspire you here today. I want to inspire you here today, okay? I'm not going to get it by just raising my voice. I'm trying to put you in a certain place in the heart of God. So I want to inspire you. On this Shabbat, through the power of the Ruach, through the power of the Spirit of God. In Bereshit... Chapter 11, there was a place that we know as Babel, okay? God wants us here to be in unity. He wants us to be united 
in an unconditional love for one another, for him. And that's what really the message is about today. But I can tell you that there can be unity, but it could be for a totally evil reason. And this is why I'm going to chapter 11 in Bereshit. It says, the whole earth used the same language, the same words. It came about as they traveled from the east. They found a plain in the land of Shinar and lived there. And they said to one another, come, let's make bricks and bake them in the fire. So they had bricks for building stone and clay for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build ourselves a city with a tower that has its top reaching up into heaven so that we can make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over all the earth. Adonai came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. And Adonai said, look, the people are united. The people are united. They all have a single language and see what they're starting to do. At this rate, nothing they set out to accomplish will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse their language so that they won't understand each other's speech. So from there, Adonai scattered them over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. For this reason, it is called Babel, or Babel, or confusion. Because there, Adonai confused the language of the whole earth, and from there, Adonai scattered them over all the earth. You see, there can be a unity that can come in the course of mankind, and that unity can be evil. Can you imagine what would have happened if Germany in World War II, which was united in its hate of the Jewish people by a man who was controlled by a demonic force, Hitler wanted to use the Jews as a scapegoat. And as a scapegoat, he wanted to put all the blame for Germany's problems on the Jewish people. Of course, he threw in some other people also, if they were gypsies, if they were uh, homosexuals, if they were anything that he didn't deem according to what was right in his eyes. So this person, controlled by evil, tried to unify Germany. And in many ways, he did. And if God did not intervene through using some of the nations like the United States and England and France and all the allied nations, you would have had a Germany that would have dominated the earth and would have controlled everything that we have today. So there can be a unity that can come about that can dominate mankind that is not according to God's will. But God won't let it happen. In Bereshit, Genesis chapter 48, which is part of the, the Parsha that we're covering today, when Yaakov, when Yaakov, also known as Yisrael, is about to bless his grandchildren, Ephraim and Manasseh, as Evan stated before, in verses 15 and 16. Then he blessed Yosef, the God in whose presence my fathers Abraham 
and Yitzchak lived, the God who has been my own shepherd all my life long to this day. Hasn't God been your shepherd to this point? And he's going to be your shepherd continually if you allow him. The angel who has rescued me from all harm. Bless these boys. And now in this next verse, this is the key to the message today. May they remember who I am and what I stand for. And likewise, my fathers, Abraham and Yitzchak, who they were and what they stood for. And may they grow into teeming multitudes on the earth. So ask yourselves, who are you and what do you stand for? I know as for me, I came out of the world to be a person who came to be a believer in the living God. The living God, the God of Abraham, the God of Yitzchak, the God of Yaakov. A God of righteousness and holiness. And God has called us to be just as he is. We're not perfect, but he's called us to live that way. And I want to live that way. My life has been changed because God has intervened in my life. And I'm here to tell others, what do you stand for? Who do you want to be? When your children, if you have children, who are they going to say? My mom or my dad. They stood for this and they did things this way. They stood for God. Because if you don't have the moral boundaries that are set up in your life, you're just going to go the way of the world. You're just going to go back into the world and do the wrong things. Of course, God forgives us. None of us are perfect, as he has said, and as, as I just stated, we make mistakes in life, but God forgives through Messiah Yeshua. So what do, what do we, you and I, what do we stand for? There's three things. The PowerPoint's not working, so I'm going to just state them to you. Emunah, which is the Hebrew for faith or trust. We have faith or we trust in God Almighty. Number two, unity. God has called us to be unified. Not to be, yeah, we have our own lives to live. We go about our daily existence. We go to work, you know, and we have family and we have friends and we do different things. But on Shabbat or maybe Wednesday night, Maybe Thursday when we do have our prayer meetings, we come together and we worship God. We worship God. That sets us apart from everybody else in the world. I don't want to come here and just be somebody who makes things, you know, you think you're worshiping, but you're not. I try to focus my life when I come here. I try to focus my life when I get up in the morning. I try to focus my life when I go about my day. But my life has got to be focused on God, worshiping God, praising God in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah. Because if I'm not there, where am I? I'm just like the rest of the world. I'm trying to be different from the world, but I'm still trying to be 
live my life in the world so I can preach to those in the world here and there and tell them about who Messiah is. So, emunah, unity. We are united as one in the Mashiach, in the Messiah. And number three, integrity. That we are people of our word. In other words, we're recognized for godliness and holiness before God and mankind. If we don't have that, what do we have? My personal life, I don't have, uh, I'm not loaded with millions of dollars. You know, I'm not Donald Trump yet. But I have integrity. I can say, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I tell you I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to pray for you. If I tell you um, I'll loan you my shovel. It's not much, but it's my shovel. And I'm going to loan it to you. And we, we work together that way. It's part of the way we become united in one people. We live for one another, and, and it helps us through this life. Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yisrael left their mark on this earth with an ever-increasing trust in the Lord. We know Abraham and Yitzchak had their own battles with faith. God called Abraham, right? In Genesis 12, he tried to pass his wife off as his sister. Wasn't the best idea. But his faith was waning a little bit, and he thought, well, they won't kill me if they know I'm your brother. Later on, it comes out, it ran in, him into some problems. And then Yitzchak did the same thing. And Yaakov had problems with his brother, Esau. And he had problems with his own sons. But still, God used each and every one of them. There were blessings promised to each and every one of the patriarchs. And they are still being fulfilled to this day. Each one of them had their trials. Soros. You know that word. Soros in life. The ups and downs in life are typical for all of us. But like these patriarchs of faith, they didn't give up. And you're not going to give up. They didn't quit on Adonai. And of course, Adonai will never quit on us. They persevered. That's you. Your people who persevere. The people of Beth Emmanuel. We have had our ups and downs, trials and tribulations, but we will not. We will not. And it will not keep us down. Why? Because we are the people of God. We know where our help comes from. I know where my help comes from. I've had some problems this week. And we go before Adonai and we say, Lord, help me in this. I need your help. I can't solve this problem. And by faith, I know God hears my prayers. 
We know where our help comes from because we are the people of God. He is our emunah, our trust through the Messiah, Yeshua. He will never fail me. He has a never failed proposition to us. The patriarchs received the promises of God for protection, for prosperity, and the land for their descendants. That land is still going to be fulfilled, the promise of that land, at some future point. We're still living in the times where prophecy is being fulfilled. We've seen many other prophecies. It comes to mind the last chapter of Isaiah, Yeshiyahu, where God says that can a, can this land, can a land be born in a day? Can a nation be born in a day? Anybody who's seen the, uh, the film, uh, the historical film of Israel, the vote to whether they would be voted in as a nation before the UN. And then they get the final vote and the cheers in the streets. Because here, Israel came together as a nation again for the first time, for the first time in centuries. So the patriarchs received these promises of protection, prosperity, and land for the descendants. Adonai said to Abraham in Bereshit, Genesis chapter 18, For I have made myself known to him. Keep in mind this. Adonai has made himself known to this man. Right before he's going to destroy a place that is so evil on the earth, Saddam and Gomorrah, God is making himself known to a man. For I have made myself known to him so that he will give orders to his children and to his household after him to keep the way of Adonai, to do what is right and just so that Adonai may bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. That's in Bereshit, Genesis chapter 18. God's going to bring it about because he knows he can trust this man. He knows that Abraham is going to have faith. He knows that Abraham is going to do his best to walk in righteousness before him. He knows that Abraham's descendants, Yitzchak, who will come, is going to be the son of promise. He knows it. God knows it. So he's passing on to a man. He's passing on to us as the people what he wants from us. I am convinced of the passion the patriarchs had for God. And I want to be as steadfast in faith. I try to pass on that passion to others as I give them the good news, the Bessarah, the gospel. I try to pass on that passion when I'm sitting over there worshiping God or standing worshiping God or when I'm alone in my house and I worship God when I get up in the morning. Nobody's there to see me. Only Almighty God. 
But I have a passion that I want to pass on. And I want to pass on that passion to my children, to others, by living a righteous life, by not walking around like I used to and doing the things I used to do, which I won't go into. Because God doesn't want us to build up our, our sin life that was in the past, you know, to, to give it glory, we'll say. I don't want to give my sin life glory by telling you everything I did. So I'm convinced of the passion the patriarchs had. I trust in God of our fathers, the God of creation. He carries me. He carries you. I wouldn't be here today if El Shaddai and in his son Yeshua hadn't brought me through a heart attack, ventricular tachycardia. What is that? A clogged artery they call the widowmaker. Open heart surgery. If any of you know my story, I was playing basketball with my son one day, 2003, and he was 13, and all of a sudden I had a hard time breathing. I couldn't catch my breath. And I said to my son, let me just lay down here for a minute. And I laid on my back on the basketball court, and I was gasping for air. And I started to pray under my breath. Lord, I don't know what's wrong. Don't let me, you know, leave the earth now. My son's here. I needed help. There was no one else there. He was only 13. And after about 10 minutes, and it probably was about 10 minutes that I stayed, he came over right away. He says, you all right? I said, I'll be all right. And I stayed on my back until I felt like I could get up because I was afraid to get up. Now, I'm a guy who played sports his whole life, so it wasn't like something new to me to be out of I couldn't catch my breath. So I get up. I said, okay, let's go. I can't play anymore. And we walk back to the car, which is about a quarter mile away. And we get in the car, and I drive home. And I'm thinking, Lord, just let me get home. We walk in the front door, and I bend over to untie my shoelaces. And the next thing I know, I'm laying on the floor on my back. I passed out. For a couple of seconds, I hit my head on the wall and I fell back and I'm laying on my back and I'm thinking, how did I get here? And I figured I must have passed out because I didn't remember laying down. And Myrna heard me fall and I guess I yelled when I fell back and not even realizing it. And she ran over and, and saw me laying. She said, what happened? And she puts her head on my chest and she tries to listen to my heart. And my heart wasn't really, it was, it was fibrillating. It wasn't beating. It was doing this. It wasn't closing and pumping the blood. 
She says, I'm going to call 911. I said, no, don't call 911. I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll be all right. Yeah, not a problem. Meanwhile, I was a little bit scared because I didn't know what to think. I never passed out in my life. And so after a few minutes, she says, she comes over and puts her head on my chest again. And she says, let me call 911. And I said, no, it happened at the gym. It'll go away. And then a few minutes later, I said to her, you better call 911. <laughs> so she calls 911, and they were, I mean, they were there fast, probably two or three minutes. It was from the firehouse just a few blocks away. And the, fire, the uh, EMT, they come in, and, they, and the guy's trying to get a blood pressure on me and listening to my heart, and he says, I can't get a blood pressure on you. But he says, I know you're alive because you're talking to me. And from there... They said, we're going to take you to uh, Mather Hospital. I went to Mather Hospital. They tried to get me out of what was I was in, that condition called ventricular tachycardia. And they um, gave me some medication and put a shunt in my arm and gave me this medication. It didn't work. They tried it again, and it didn't work. And then they said, we're going to put you to sleep and put the paddles on you. And they shocked my heart. Now, all this is probably from the time, I mean, at the gym, I was probably going through the same thing, to getting home, and then it continuing when I, after I passed out, half hour, 40 minutes, I don't know. I read up on this after it all said and done, and they said if somebody doesn't get out of ventricular tachycardia in a couple of minutes, they go into sudden death syndrome. They die, unless they can get the heart started again. So I'm telling you that God kept me alive. And I didn't die. I didn't come back from the dead, although I sort of did. But God kept me alive. And the next day, they stabilized me there, put me at, in the hospital there at Mather. And I said I wanted to go over to Stony Brook because uh, Myrna works at Stony Brook. Uh, Went to Stony Brook. They did a catheterization, you know, where they put the wire in, the camera through your, through your groin, and then they said my, my main left lower descending artery, whatever that is, it feeds blood back to the heart. It was almost totally clogged. So they recommended I have a bypass. And then my mitral valve was severely leaking, which caused my heart to enlarge. And that's why I had a cough for about two weeks, which I forgot to tell you about. So at any rate, I agreed to the surgery. I could have gotten up and walked out of there, I guess, because I felt okay at that point. But I'll be honest with you, I didn't have the faith to just get up and walk out and say, Lord, I know you're going to heal me. I had faith in God. I had faith he was going to use the doctor's to get me better, but I didn't have the faith to, you know, like I had a broken leg or something. I'm just going to get up the broken leg, forget about it. It's going to be okay. My heart was broken inside. 
there was problems. And I knew God would, through modern medicine, was going to help me. So I had to have that faith, that type of faith at, the, at that moment in time. And imagine if it was 30 years before. Technology wasn't at that advanced, you know. That's why a lot of people had early went home times. So they did the open heart surgery, you know, which is like a modern miracle in itself. They got to stop the heart. Imagine stopping your heart. Then they're going to fix it and then restart it. So they did all that. And about two days after the surgery and my recovery, my heart stops for 11 seconds. And there's about, I don't know, 10 or 15 people in the room in the middle of the night, put the lights on. And I'm thinking, why are all these people in here? I was sleeping. <laughs> and they said, your heart stopped. But it's, it started again. You know, they got you hooked up to all this telemetry. That'll get your attention. So they brought me, they, they told me that they were going to, they wanted to give me a, a pacemaker, a defibrillator, so that just in case this happened again. And I agreed to that. So that's the kind of faith I had. I'm not ashamed of it. Because here I am 12 years later and I'm preaching. All right? So glory to God. Not glory to Gary. It's not glory to Gary. It's glory to the living God. Whether he uses modern technology or he does a miracle and just touches me and I'm up and about. I don't care how he does it as long as he does it. I could have gone home to be with the Lord, but then I leave a, a, <laughs> a young wife behind and a son that's 13, and I don't think they were ready to be alone. Now, that's happened to people, unfortunately. So that's where the Lord God, El Shaddai, Brought me through the Widowmaker, the ventricular tachycardia, the open heart surgery. I know him who loves me and loves you. We stand together in faith. So when someone says, what do we stand for? We stand shoulder to shoulder with Abraham, Yitzchak, and, and Yisrael in emunah, in faith and in trust in the living God. That's who we are. We stand in righteousness and holiness. We stand together so that we encourage one another. If somebody's sick, we pray for them. If somebody is down and out because of something happened in their life, we pray for them. And God brings us through it. In the book of Acts, in the New Covenant, chapter 2, Verse 46, this is right after the Lord pours out his spirit on that early, early new believers in Almighty God, in Yeshua. And it says they continued faithfully 
with singleness of purpose or with one accord to meet in the temple courts daily and breaking bread in their several homes. They shared their food and joy and simplicity of heart or singleness of heart. They had a unity amongst them. Remember I said the first point was emunah? Well, in that emunah is this unity. There's a unity in God. Father, Abba, Son, Ben, Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh. They don't ever oppose one another. This is Almighty God, who we know, the threefold magnificence of the creator of heaven and earth. In, in the family, we need unity. A mom and a dad. Husband and wife. We need unity. If there's no unity in the home, there is problems. In a country, we need unity. Look how divided this country is. We call it the greatest country in the world. Except we accept abortion at the highest levels. We accept the courts of the land to make certain decisions for us. There are untold amount of bribes that go on. This country's in trouble. So what do we do? We pray. The believers in that early body of Messiah were in unity, unified, united as one in Mashiach Yeshua, Messiah Yeshua, just as we are in Beth Emmanuel, because that's who we are and what we stand for in God. Who are we and what do we stand for? If we are not united as one, we have nothing. But by being in unity, then nothing can hold us back. You know, God unified Israel at the very beginning. Now, how did he do that? With Torah, the book. In the King James, it says that God in Galatians, used the book, the law, as a schoolmaster. A schoolmaster. How does a schoolmaster? A schoolmaster con- conducts the children in, in the class. And God brought Israel together in Torah, in the Word of God, in the priesthood, the Levitical priesthood, the Levites. In the Kohen Hagadol, who led the services, the blood sacrifices, the temple worship, everything revolved around Torah, around the priesthood, around the temple. And the Israel was unified in that. And we are unified, hopefully, here in everything that we can do. That we don't oppose one another. 
that we back up the rabbis, that we pray, that we worship together, that we are passionate for God. And also, like the patriarchs, they had integrity, integrity in the Messiah, because that binds us together, it bound them together. Unity and our integrity go hand in hand. Our allegiance and our commitment to Mashiach, Yeshua, it energizes me to be truthful and honest. Our integrity gives us a good name. And people know they can trust us. People see that we are the people of God. And we strive to live our lives with unconditional love. That's something to hold on to right there. Unconditional love. A friend of mine, Rabbi Michael and, and Rabbi Carol, and I went to, um, to the Bible College at Christ for the Nation with this guy, Steve Malazzo. He's a pastor of a church in Queens. And through his leadership, I saw him just a few months ago. And they have grown and grown and grown. And I said, Steve, what's the key? What, is, what are you doing? And he said, unconditional love. Unconditional love. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes people just step on our toes and do things, and we don't like it. And God tells us to still love them. Unconditional love. I know that church with Steve Malazzo's pastor, it's grown from a small place to hundreds, hundreds of people go there now. They have multiple, multiple services. He told me they meet like every two hours on a Sunday. And they might have five or six services. Praise God. Our integrity gives us a good name, I said, and people know they can trust us. So as Messiah is the light of the world, we have become his shining expressions of light and love. Unity of purpose in spreading the truth of the Bessarah, the good news, the gospel, becomes our lifelong joy. Why? Because we want other people to know who Messiah Yeshua is, not who we are. He has to be lifted up, and in so doing, he raises us up to himself. He said, lift me up, lift up my name, and I'll draw all men unto myself. In faith, in unity, in integrity, we share in his triumph, in good over evil, in his holiness over darkness, in his life over death. So in closing, I tell you, be prepared, Beth Emmanuel. Who are we and what do we stand for? Who are we and what do we stand for? And just think of that about yourself. Who am I? 
And what do I stand for? Faith, unity, and integrity of the patriarchs and of Messiah Yeshua. Let us be passionate in our prayer life, even as we call on the name that is above every name, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen? Let's stand. I just want to pray. Lord, I thank you for your blessings over us this day. I thank you for your love. I pray, Lord, in each one of our hearts that we would have that desire to ask ourselves, who are we and what do we stand for? And, Lord, that we would go out from here and walk in righteousness and holiness, in unity and integrity, Lord, that we would spread the good news of the gospel wherever we are. Maybe it's just to one person this week. And maybe it's another person the next week. But, Lord, that you would utilize us to bless one another, to pray for this place, to pray for Israel throughout the earth, to pray for mankind. Lord, I pray that you would utilize us to bring about the glory of God upon this earth in Yeshua's name. Amen. If anybody wants any prayer and needs prayer for anything, we'll be here to pray for you. And otherwise, if if you want to talk or uh, get together, we ask you just to do it out there in the foyer. But if anybody wants prayer, please come up. And the people who normally uh, pray, please come up.